Welcome to our News of the Times History News Short. Our headline story, an excerpt from the Warwick and Warwickshire Advertiser, November 1840. The Treatment of the Insane in Lunatic Asylums. An interesting discussion took place a day or two ago among the Middlesex magistrates respecting the treatment of patients in Hanwell Lunatic Asylum. Mr. Sergeant Adams, chairman of the Middlesex magistrates, commenced by saying it was well known that he had taken an active part in the welfare and concerns of the Hanwell Lunatic Asylum. That the subject of lunatic asylums must be brought before Parliament ere long, there could not be the least doubt. He had been a visitor of other asylums than that which belonged to the county in which they were assembled, and there he had seen unfortunate lunatics in chains and manacles in numbers to such an extent as to shock most deeply the feelings of humanity. He has been told that patients had been permitted to remain for days together in a state of nakedness and had been locked up in dark rooms. In reply, he begged to say that at Hanwell there were no dark cells. In reality, they had no dark cells or cells of any kind in the building. But there were what the doctor terms secluded rooms, into which patients were put into seclusion when seclusion was deemed necessary for the peculiarity of the malady with which they might be afflicted. But they were not so dark, but that any person who had been in them for five minutes might read a paper. One of the obstacles and difficulties was the construction of the building itself. The refractory wards, for instance, being so large as to contain as many as seventy patients in each, a number which must mitigate against the well-working of the system. He had had conversations with several physicians, all of whom said, if the committee failed in favourably carrying out the plan of non-restraint at Hanwell, for the clamour which was raised against them was very great they would rivet the chains and manacles of the unfortunate maniacs for the next twenty years to come. Would the court now allow him to detail to them some instances of what is termed mild restraint? He had seen within the last fourteen days a man, he would not say in what asylum it was, but he had gone there on the recommendations of a gentleman who was an acknowledged advocate of mild restraints, who was in heavy manacles. Within the last month in another asylum, whither he had been sent by a gentleman of great benevolence, because he said the asylum was well conducted, and he had seen three young women who were bound fast down to their beds, with their hands passed through rings, so that they were utterly incapable of moving, and yet such treatment was called mild restraint. He had seen, too, a man who was manacled by the legs so tightly as only to be able to shuffle along the floor, in which state he had been for no fewer than ten years. The arms of the young woman were black and blue from the chains 
which had been placed around and upon them. He had seen in another county asylum, said to be an asylum in which the system of mild restraint was practised, two men who had been chained to their beds for four years and a half, the one for having struck his keeper, the other because it was said that he had been tried of stabbing a man. Mr. Forbes suggested whether it would not be as well that these asylums were named. The chairman had no hesitation in doing so. The one was an asylum in the Isle of Wight, the other was the asylum in Maidstone in Kent. He had, in the latter, too, seen a female fastened into what was termed a cohesive chair, with a large cuirass of thick leather around her body, so tightly that as she moved she creaked. Her hands were pinioned before her, and on asking her if she would like to be released, she answered that she would be grateful if her hands were to be freed. There was also between twenty or thirty others who were in different sorts of manacles for acts of mischief. At the Lancaster County Lunatic Asylum he had found no fewer than thirty or forty patients in cohesive chairs, all fastened to the floor of the rooms and holes pierced in them to render the removal of the unfortunate occupants unnecessary for any domestic purpose. As to the Wakefield Asylum, the learned chairman said that he held in his hand a letter from a physician who had visited that asylum two or three years ago, and that he had found therein from seven to nine male patients who were strapped down to their beds in straight waistcoats, and that the reasons assigned for such treatment was that they could not otherwise be prevented from tearing their clothes, whilst in one instance the constraint had been enforced because they could not prevent the patient from spitting at persons approaching him. The physician went on to say that he had likewise found seven females seated in a row of armchairs similar to those in Lancaster, the wrists of such patients being fastened to the arms of the apparatus, and that he should not have discovered the use and purpose of the chairs had not one of them been unoccupied. The governor of the Montrose Asylum had, he had the satisfaction of saying, declared in favour of the system of non-restraints. That of Leicester had done the same. Indeed, he was positive the more it became known, the greater would be the number of persons who would declare themselves to be its advocates regarding non-restraints. You have been listening to News of the Times, and I am Robin Coles.